Hallelujah. Have your eyes closed and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. We pray that you speak to us. Minister to us. Talk to us. Breathe into us. Live in us. We come against every attack of the enemy. We declare that we are triumphant. We will not be down. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to have your seats and clap your hands for Jesus this morning. Oh, clap your hands for Jesus. The keyboard is okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Proverbs 10, 22. Okay. Are you there? Yeah, they say I'm there. Hey, take you welcome. I thought you have left our church here. I'm preaching on the mystery behind a successful man. The mystery behind a successful man. Now, this will be one of the shortest messages I've ever preached. Okay? And this is because I have only one point to teach. You see that sometimes when I'm preaching, I, I, I give about four points, three points, five points. But this morning, the, the preaching message has only one point. Then to number say, it has only one point. Yeah, only one point. And that's why I'm saying that this is likely going to be the most shortest message I have ever preached. The most shortest. Are you here? Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, speak to me. Say, Lord, speak to me. Say, Lord, breathe upon me. Talk to me, Lord. Say, open my eyes. Open my ears. In the name of Jesus. Say, my ears be opened. Say, my eyes be opened. Say, my heart be opened in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, this morning, we are having our first fruit Sunday. Our first fruit Sunday is usually the first Sunday of the month where we come and then I talk about these kinds of messages and then we take a communion and we take our first fruit. Hallelujah. Very soon, I expect that you come with a car as first fruit. In the name of Jesus. Receive it right now. Receive it. You come with 10,000 CDs. As your first fruit, 10,000 CDs. Are you receiving it? Oh, you are saying, you, you don't know what you are talking about. I said receive 
a first fruit of 10,000 cities. This is first fruit Sunday. Of, on first fruit Sundays, when I'm preaching, expect to receive something uncommon. Are you with me? I said very soon, we will have a fundraising and you will come with a car. And it's not like you have driven your car. I mean, you are coming with a car as a seed. Receive an anointing in the name of Jesus. Sit down for me. Let's check my sound is down. I said this is going to be the shortest, one of the shortest messages I've ever preached because I have only one point. Amen. Now, notice this. We teach people to become what we expect of them. We teach people to become what we expect of them. Are you with me? So, if you want people to behave in a certain way, to become something, you must teach them. Are you with me? We command people to do things we want them to do. We teach people to become the things we command them to do. Let me say it again. We command people to do things. Do you understand? We command people to do things. We teach them to become. There's one side of leadership where the leader, the sound is too bad, the leader is still in, is involved in commanding. Didn't I tell you to do this? Didn't I tell you to stop this? Didn't I tell you to do this? Didn't I tell you to do this? Hey, do this. Hey! That one is there. We command people to do things. We teach them to become things. So, it is not enough to command. That is why the Bible is not just a book of commands. It's a book of precepts. It's a book of concepts. It's a book of instruction. He said, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Doctrine means teachings. For reproof. Reproof means rebukes. This thing is not wrong. This, this thing is not right. Don't do it again. Are you with me? For correction. Correction is this thing is wrong. Now this is how to get it right. Correction is we are teaching you how to get it right. And for instruction. Instruction means we are teaching how to stay right. Are you with me? Now you get the audio so that you, you listen to it again and, and understand. Are you with me? We teach people to become. If I want you to, to become rich, I have to teach you to be rich. I don't have to command you. I have to teach you. Africa will change if we know the right things to teach our people. When India wanted to turn India into the topic of the nations, they didn't command them. They taught them IT. Eh? They taught them what? Technology. Information technology. If we want to turn our, our, our country around, we have to go into information technology. IT. And it took a long time and all they were teaching in, in almost, if you go to university, half of the students are doing anything that has to do with IT, computers. 
And today, if you go to YouTube and you search any tutorial, 90% of them are Indians. Is it true? It's true. With 100,000 followers, with 1 million followers, because a time came, we wanted to change our country, and the means they had to use to change their country was to teach the people to become what they want them to become. So, Jeremiah 3.15 says, I will give you pastors after my own heart who will teach you. The purpose of a pastor is to teach, not to visit. Don't project. It's not my scripture. Leave it. This one should be there. The purpose of, if I don't say project, don't project. Every pastor has his own thing. There are some preachers, when they are preaching, they want you to be projecting the scriptures. And if I don't tell you, don't do it. Leave it there. Because I've not yet spoken about it, have I? Uh -huh. So if you remove it, you have missed the, the mark. Are you with me? God says that I'm going to give you shepherds, and he says I'll give you shepherds after my heart. Who will teach you? I thought God was saying to you, say, I'm going to give you shepherds after my heart. Who will give you money? Is that not what we want? Who will, who will um, do what? Who will visit you in your houses? And I'm even surprised that throughout scripture, it's nowhere taught that the pastor's duty is to visit people in their houses. It's not taught anywhere. Or even give them money. Eh? And be calling them. He says the shepherd's duty is to teach. Jeremiah 3 verse 15. Is to teach. Somebody say teach. What is my duty? My duty is to what? And that's why this morning I'm teaching you about the mystery of the successful man. Are you ready? All success stories. Now begin to write. All success stories. All success stories. Don't have the following things in common. All success stories don't have the following things in common. They don't have them in common. Point one, hard work. Hard work. Point two, wisdom. Hard work. All success stories don't have the following things in common. The first one is hard work. The second one is wisdom. The third thing is finances and resources. Finances. Finances. The fourth one is support. Support. The last one is strategies. Let me add another one. Background. Background. Let me explain. You are going to most of the times here. Are you with me? Are you here? Now you can play something soft for me. You are, sometimes you are going to hear people say that work hard, you'll be rich. Have you heard that? Work hard. Hard works. You say, we have hustled away here. We have worked hard. 
Why is the truck pusher not rich? Do you think the bank manager in the bank works harder than the truck pusher? There are teachers who teachers work harder than a lot of government employees and um, 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 politicians. But they take hundred thousand, hundred times what you take a month. Are you here with me? I follow what I'm saying. There are people that are employed to dig manhole, manhole, rocks, a bore. Are you with me? I follow what I'm saying. How much? So it is easy for you to be deceived that hard work will make you rich. That's why I said that. All success stories don't have these things in common. If you pick Bill Gates and you pick another successful man, you find out that the commonest thing may not be hard work. Because it could be that you will pick Dan Gote and find out that Dan Gote even works harder than Bill Gates. And Bill Gates is richer than Dan Gote. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So I want you to put it behind your mind that hard work is not enough to be rich. Hard work is good. Hard work simply means the amount of energy, the amount of strength, the amount of force, the amount of, of, of zeal you put into something. Now think about it that you want to make a road that goes to um, Accra. You want to make your road that goes to Accra. Go and pick a cutlass. And you start using them to cut the trees. Eh? Cut what? The trees. And use it to level the ground. You own a cutlass. For how many years will you make a road that leads to Accra? No matter how hardworking you are, no matter your muscles, you won't get to Kumasi before all your lifetime. You won't get to Kumasi. Won't with a knife, a cutlass. And this is how a lot of our youths are living their lives. Because they feel like to be successful, I have to be hardworking. Until they find out that all these things I'm saying, they are based on empirical evidences. They are based on research. It has been found out that the people who work harder are not paid better. That's why teachers are not paid that much. That's why nurses are not paid that much. After all the, the source nurses work on, they are still paid less. Even in any workplace, the ones who actually work more, they are paid less. They are paid less. You can go to a bank. A guy is standing, he's opening doors. He's opening doors. Every human being that enters there, you have to open a door. And someone is just seated, tapping on computer. He's taking 2,000. He's taking 700 cities. So who is telling you that you need to work hard to be rich? You're a joke. I know that some people say, you see these young lazy people, me, lazy. Do I look like I'm lazy? But I'm telling you that hard work is not enough. 
Are you with me? And I said, all success stories don't have wisdom in common. Their wisdom is not the same. You'll find out that the wisdom of one man of God is different from the wisdom of another man of God, but they are both successful. How? Are you following what I'm saying? You find out that the wisdom of one man, one successful man, is different from the wisdom of another successful man, but they are both successful. Therefore, it is not their wisdom. It's not the commonness of their wisdom that makes them successful. There is a mystery behind every successful man. And that mystery is what I want to give to you this morning. And if you can get that ministry, mystery, your life will change like a joke. It's not wisdom. It's not wisdom. The next one was what? Finances. Have you heard people who said, all I need is capital? Have you heard it? If I could get 10,000 cities within one year, I would be super rich because I have this business idea. Give them 10,000 cities. The next year, they will be owing 70,000 cities. Because a lot of people think what makes people successful is money, but it is not. If I could get money, I'll be rich until they get money. Then they find out that more responsibilities, more things are needed. Then they find out that even the money is not working. The business is not working. The things they brought to come and sell, people are not buying. Huh? They've gotten a shop. Oh. They've gotten what? A shop. They've bought the goods that no one is buying. And the goods too are not goods that can be there forever. Just think about it that you go and take phones, brand new in boxes, and bring them. And nobody's buying for three years. By the third year, who buy? Because at that time, new ones have come. The business is down because you are out of the, you are in, in debt. Because they thought that all I need is what money. That's when I see young people, see young minister, we say, oh, you know, me all I need is money. If I just get money, Charlie, my ministry, ah ah. Until the day they get money, then they find out that money could not do anything for them. You know. You don't need only money to be successful. You'll be sure. All successful people don't have the same thing in common. Not all of them have that amount of money. They are said, I was chatting with a man, of, a very great man who has done so many projects. He said for a very long time he has never had his own 5,000 cities. Eh? He said, for a very long time, he has never had his own 5,000 cities. And this person has built a house, has um, built a house, has built a church building, has built other church buildings. I mean, has done so many things. He said, for a very long time, he has never had 5,000 cities. Eh? But there are people, almost every month, they have 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, and still they have nothing good to write home about. Because they think it is money that makes people successful. But they don't know it is not actually money. 
And this is why our generation, you see our young people, you go to social media, eh, you are not giving us money. You are not pumping money into the system. They think it is money. That's why the Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. The love. The love of money refers to a wicked desire to get money at all costs. Have you heard people who said, God, if you don't give me money this year, you will, be sh- you will see me and you will run away. Have you heard that before? You will see me and run away. That's what we call the love of money. Are you with me? Are you following me? Money doesn't make people rich. It has been discovered that the poor have more money than the rich. Research has found out that the poor spend more money than the rich. Eh? <laughs> the poor do that they do what? They spend they spend more money than the rich. So it is not money. And I said what? Support. Have you heard people say, eh, I'm not getting support. I don't have helpers. Eh, this ministry, the way we are struggling, no one is even rising up to help us. No one is coming. Eh, no one is sending us money. Eh, we are not even getting volunteers. Eh, have you heard those things, those stories? People complaining that we don't have support. I want to go to university, I have no support. I want to build this particular orphanage, no support. I want to do this, no support. Because they think that the commonest thing amidst the rich is support. You can get support and still fail. What kind of support is Ghana not getting? The, the government of Ghana. What kinds of support are they not getting? Every now and then, these people are saying, oh, we will do this for you, we will give you this, we will give Still, the economy keeps getting down. Fuel prices keep increasing. I mean, life keeps getting harder because they think it is just we need more support from foreigners to succeed. The more support we have, the more successful we become. But it's a, it's a mirage. It's a myth. It's a lie. It's a lie. I've been to programs. I've been to conferences and I found out that they had about 30 instrumentalists. 30. When they need just about six extra ones and the program, program still is a failure. 30 instrumentalists and still the program is a failure. Eh? The cameraman's going up and down. They are over, over 20. But it will take them a week before we get one picture of the program. So what were they doing? Huh? What were they doing? All I need is support. If I could get some kind of support, you know, I would have done well. You are lying, Master. Master, you are lying. I said you are what? You can get all the support you need in this life and still be a failure. And so sometimes when people see certain people, they say, oh, as for AF, you know, his people are helping him. Oh. His people are helping. That's why he's doing well. Which people? 
I hear some pastors say those kind of childish comments, I see them and I, I know why they are failing. Because they think it is because I have more people. No. And those same people, you go to their ministry and you find out that they have more workers than I have. They have more workers. Do you know I don't even have one person to project? That's why Philip still does projection. And you go to them, they have four people, four media men. Eh? Extra instrumentalists, but they all come late. When they are having a conference, they are late. They don't even show much interest, but they have more people. The same people say, hey, it's because you have people, you have more people, and they are all healthy. It's not that old. People don't just help because they feel like helping. Something causes them to help. What will cause you to go and take goods from abroad and bring and someone will have an interest to come and buy? There must be something extraordinary. Do you think posters bring people to church? Do you think posters bring people to a ministry? When people came for TGJ, they saw hundreds and, and a thousand of people. They were like, I know people do better branding than I do. They do it. I mean, they even do t-shirts. People say, well, why don't we do t-shirts and go and walk in town? I don't have time for all this nonsense. And go and walk in town and throw in town with t-shirts and do brass band things. You think that's what brings people? Those are shenanigans. They are not actually the real thing. Are you with me? And some people be like, oh, it's good music. When the church has good music, you have more crowd. Until you find out some people have better music, but still, there are 12 people, there are 10 people. Don't be deceived in this life. Oh. Don't be de- it's like when a lady thinks that uh, it is her beauty that will make her get a married partner. It's a joke. Or your degrees. It's a joke. I have a, a cousin. Oh, is it a cousin? Anyway, I don't know what it is. Who has a master's degree? No one. Master's degree. And I, I, I saw that with her one time and I, I was listening to her say, eh, me, I don't want any man that will come and then because me, I'm a master. I said, ah, and that's what I'm a master's. Ah, and that's what I'm a master's. I said, okay. You think your master's degree will give you a husband? You're a joke. You will marry your master's degree and give birth to degrees. Yeah. I said you marry what? You will marry your master's degree. You will give birth to degrees and diplomas. And thermometers. Say thermometers. It's like when a preacher thinks that if I can preach well, bye. I will have more following. Me, I know people who preach better than me. I know so many young ministers. They, hey! Because the rationale is, you know, if you can preach well, you have more helpers, more supporters.
find out that you can preach well and still no one is listening to you. Do you know the people who can really preach power? Actually, the evangelists who are usually standing by the roadside with one wretched speaker. Master, they can quote all the scriptures. Uh, they preach, they can preach. But you can look at their phone, their phone is cracked. No one even wants to listen to them. I mean, no one. They are even a losers. But they can preach. Oh, me, I passed by somewhere and I'm like, wow. I can't preach it. Because you may think that if it, you know, I need to be able to preach in a certain way. And some young singers will think, I need to have some kind of voice. What voice does Nathaniel Basi have? What voice? Is that a voice? Because there are people in Ghana and Nigeria who have better voices. I mean, better voices. When they sing, you think that an angel has come down on earth. But those people are actually possessed anyway. Huh? Are you listening to me? Or even Elder Mreku and Kohu. I mean, you would think that you must. That, that is why when people think that, oh, I must have certain things. And that's why I'm telling you that uh, all these kinds of things are a myth in their lies. As a young person, you must understand them quicker. Very fast. Like a person who thinks that I need to have so much money before I marry. Especially, this happens to men. They've been married for so many years, they've built houses. Because you're a fool, you are saying that you need to pile money and build a house before you marry. You'll find out in your 50 years and no woman wants to marry you. And those people, by the time they get to their 40s, they now want 23 girl, years girls. Who wants to marry somebody who is twice his age? Move a move a any 25 for who the 42 years? Master, compare 42 years for warrior. Am I preaching or I'm singing? Am I preaching? Because you think that, oh, I need to build a house, you know, if I get a house, oh, these days the women that come, they want a man who has a house, and then you live rather than settling down with a woman so you can build, you marry a, a false and a fake lady because you already have a car, you have a house, you have rich. Who doesn't want that? They will poison you. They will what? I said they will what? They will poison you and take your properties. And I know a lot of people here, by the time they are in their, because they, are, they were busy, oh, let's get degrees. When I wanted my visa, hey, hold on, you know, get this degree and, you know, get your master, say, master, take your nonsense and get out of my sight. Take your nonsense and get out of my sight. And some of you, when we say, settle down, they're like, hey, you know, can't you marry and still go to school? I mean, who here is busier than me? Eh? Who here is busier than me? I'm running two different, I'm running a church and a ministry. I'm doing itinerant ministry. I'm writing books. Aside, I'm counseling every now and then. People are calling. I, I need to meet you. I need to see. I need to. And I'm still going to school. Last Sunday, I went to school and came back and joined you in church. It's not true. As soon as we finished my, as soon as we finished my, I said we are going to school next year. By January, we had already bought the forms. 
You just get your master's. By the time you get your master's degree, your face has danced away. What a word. Say, age. Yes. Say, age, age, age. Your face has done some way. That's why I tell young people, so we should have no old school, now we should have Warren old school. I tell people, don't ever forget this. Don't be a fool. Listen to wisdom. I counsel lots of people almost every day. 99% of people take care of ladies in school. They don't marry them. After the lady graduates, they change their mind. Even while they're on school, they meet another man. But because we're a fool, you say, oh, you know, I want to wait for her to marry. By that time, she's matured. But when you met her, was she not mature before you saw her? Marry her, let her walk on campus with your ring, with your what? So, you know, we are waiting for her to graduate, you know, we are just waiting, you know, we are still waiting for her to graduate. When she graduates, then we will now see if we can settle down. When she graduates, then you're going to get a headache. Because she will graduate and leave you, then you get a headache. I thought, uh, I thought I love you. But I found out that it wasn't really love, but it was just because he was taking care of me. That's why I was there around. Then that's where you find out that a young man is going to buy Kenke. <laughs> or sister. that? Yee. 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 Robert Black This person is a minister. This person is a lawyer. This person is a judge. 
and the person is unemployed. I know people like that. Do you know people like that? Because Nijini children say, I need helpers. You know, if I have more helpers, if I have more people around me, you know, challenging, but my uncle is not helping me, my brother is not helping me, my sister is not helping me, my but they don't know that the secret of the rich is not support. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for the mystery of the rich? The mystery of all successful people. All wealthy people have one thing in common. A spiritual influence. A spiritual influence. A spiritual influence. God will stand. Jesus Christ, you are El Israel. You are El God will stand. You are Jesus Christ. Successful people have one thing in common. It's not hard work. It's not money. It's not a good wife. It's not, uh, they say behind every successful wife is, is, there is a woman. You'll find out that some people are very successful and it's not actually the woman. They are, the woman even oppose them. Have you seen people like that? Yeah. All successful people have one thing in common. A spiritual influence. A spiritual backing. Listen, some of them may not come out and say, you know, this spirit is the one backing me. Because that is their secret. You know it, you become like them. Are you following what I'm saying? A spiritual backing behind every successful man. Without this understanding, you will never be successful. This is why when politicians are going for power, they start going to juju men. And they start going to prophets and pastors. And I get a lot of calls from them. Oh, man of God, they said they are selecting me to be a minister. But you know, there's a high competition. I need your help. Can I come and see you? And these are people who, are, who would have never wanted to see me. But by an understanding that this kind of warfare demands a spiritual backing, they know that whether I like it or not, there are other men that are going for spiritual backings. And if I'm not careful, they will kill me and remove me from there and take my position. Every man you see on any high ground, the man has a spirit backing him. They may not say it. Most of them are part of occultics, occultic groups, most of them are going to the shrines. 
Most of them are going to some malams. And some of them, they have the backing of God. The mystery of the successful is a spiritual blessing. It's a spiritual influence. And in the Christendom, the mystery of the successful is this. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Did he say the hard work of a man? Did he say the support of a man? Did he say the wisdom of a man makes him rich? Because in the book of Ecclesiastes, he talks about the fact that there was a man that was wise and by his wisdom he could save the whole city. But the man was poor. He didn't say the wisdom of a man makes him rich. He said the blessing of the Lord. It is the blessing of the Lord that spices your hard work. Because the Bible said the Lord shall bless the works of your hands. So you can work hard, but if the hand of if the works of your hands are not blessed by God, you are not going to be successful. You can have all the wisdom for leadership and all the strategies. You can learn all the principles of leadership, but without the blessing of the Lord, it will not work. You can have all the, the beauty of a lady. And think that, oh, I have all kinds of everything a lady has. I have it. And you find out that still, you are amounting to nothing. Listen, have you seen that the people have, they are very fluent, they can't write books. They don't have books. It's not true. Listen, get this very early in life. The secret behind success is a blessing. Give us Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. And now, look at it. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house. Do you see there? Unto a land that I will show you. God is calling Abraham and commanding him that get out of your father's house. I'm preaching on the mystery of a successful man. Get out of your father's house to the land that I will show you. Verse 2. Verse 2. Look at it. Verse 2, please. It doesn't count. And I will, look at the blessing. And I will make thee a great nation. And I will bless thee if you get out. That's the, the, the thing all. If you get out, I will make thee. I'll make thee what? A great nation. And I will bless you and make thy name great. And thou shall be a blessing. What it means is that I will make you so blessed that those who come around you, you will be the blessing of the Lord in their life. Listen, in this life, eh, not all of us will ever have God speak a blessing over us. The blessing that will be spoken over us is a man that comes into our life who is the blessing. Is it not there? And thou shall be what? Have you ever seen a human being who is a blessing? I mean, 
Blessing is a word of mouth that is spoken, but this time round, the blessing has become a person. Take us to the next verse. And I'll bless them that bless thee. Do you see that? It means that anyone who comes to help you, I will bless them. Anyone who comes to promote you, I will bless them. So people don't just get up and help people. When they only help when you are blessed. And when they come and help you and they find out that their life keeps increasing, they keep coming. Because they know anytime I sow a seed into AFM, God keeps increasing me. And for that matter, what should I keep doing? I need to keep giving. So it's not like, eh, I need to, you know, tell them. I need to preach everywhere before I get me. I'm always in the house and money keeps coming. Me, my money is like Sakawa. I don't do anything. It's just, I'm just there and it comes. It's the blessing. I mean, if people can go and take Sakawa and be rich, can't you take the blessing of God and be rich? I'll bless them that bless thee. It means people who try to help you, I will bless them. But if you are not blessed, if people even help you, nothing will happen. I'll be here, people, I wanted to help you. Oh, then, a long story. And I'll curse them that curse you. And today I tell people that there are no curses. God is saying that a blessed man, people who curse a blessed man, he will curse them. Have you seen it? Eh? Take us Genesis chapter 13, verse 1. Genesis 13, verse 1. Okay. And Abraham went out of Egypt, he and his wife, and all that he had, and lot with him into the south. Next verse. What's going on, please? And in Abraham, do you see that? After one chapter, the blessing has started manifesting. And Abraham was what? Abraham was what? Abraham was what? Very he wasn't just rich. He was very rich. Very rich in what? In cattle, in silver, and in gold. How did he become rich? And I will bless you. Look, if God doesn't help you, you are finished. If God doesn't help you, you are finished. Alice, are you writing? <laughs> if God doesn't help you, you are finished. Nothing will work. All these rich people, when we keep meeting them, they keep it, oh man of God, take this seed, please. I want God to protect me. I want the blessing of God. But you, a poor man and a proud man, you feel like pastors want your money. Keep, I can tell you, I said, keep your money. Keep your what? Like, we want, don't we have family members? Can't they give to us? Are we hungry? Have they asked you for food? Do you think poor church members can make a pastor rich? I mean, when they are giving two cities and one city, when would that pastor use that money to buy a car? The ones who do that are the rich. I mean, when you, you give your tithe and your tithe is two CDs, what will two CDs be used for? So that somebody will stand somewhere and say, eh, they are using the, 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 uh, the, they are using the, it's the rich who we meet who make us what we are. It's the rich. It's the what? 
Every time you miss the rich, they are always want, they always want to give to you. I remember two years ago we brought the the regional minister to TGE. After she finished, she cast money like a joke and gave to us. We were supposed to rather give to her, but she said, "No, I want the blessing of God." And that time she was an MC. A year later, she became a regional minister. You think it is a joke? It is not. Because the rich know that they need spiritual backing to keep being there. They know. It is the poor who think that they need money. They need helpers. They need um, what, what else? They need certain kind of strategies. They need capital. The rich know that I don't need capital. I need this, the blessing of the Lord. I need a spiritual backing. Me, when I walk around, I walk around as a bold man because I know with me are a numerous number of blessings. A numerous what? If you leave, if you leave me, you are the one who loses. I've had people that were around some time ago, they felt like they were doing me a favor. I mean, you are playing keyboard for me, you think you are doing me a favor. I am blessed. I'm what? He said, rise, shine, for your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is revealed. He said, see, Gentiles, he said, darkness shall cover the head, gross darkness the people. He said, the Lord shall arise, but the Lord shall rise upon you. He said, kings shall come to your light, and Gentiles to the brightness of your rising. He said, lift up your eyes all round about and see all they gather. He said, your son shall come from afar. He said, he said your daughter shall be next. I said, strangers shall build your walls. Strangers. my book, you see after we finished the proofreading, I sent I was there and I was chatting with someone you were there when I was chatting with them in the US I was chatting with them, I said, oh this book they said bring it and let's proof when they proofread it, I saw that Charlie, people know English <laughs> me, strangers I mean this is someone who is reputable, a reputable someone says from today, I will prove all your books. After all, your people have done all the proofreading. Bring it to me and I'll prove it. And this one, when I opened the laptop and I saw, I was like, so this is how they do it. And she will underline. Underline and give a note, say you can say it this way, you can say it this way. If you say this, is tautology. If you can, I say, hey. And this is someone that is rich. And he's busy. And the person said, I will be doing it for, for you. The husband said, ah, I'm so, I don't know what you have done to her. For her to say that I will do this for you. I said, yeah, I am blessed. Wow. I said, I'm blessed. I said, I'm blessed. And if you see the proofreading, eh, I'll give you so that you, you do the changes. If you see the proof reading there, she had to read typo. And this is some, I mean, my book, they are doing proof reading of my book in America. In America. Do you think it is a joke? <laughs> and this person, all my life, I've seen the person once. Once. And I saw the person for one day. One day. Like this. Not like my uncle or my brother. That's what I'm telling you that. Come and let me lay hands on your head. Let me lay hands on you. Receive a blessing. May helpers come. It is the blessing. It is the blessing. 
it is the blessing. When we're preparing for TGG, this person will come. I mean, I mean, a, a, a reputable man of God in this room said, I want to take care of water. I want to buy. You saw the water. I thought we were going to use for MPP campaign or something. Bought the water and called and said, please, the water is ready. I said, hey, me, a man of God like you, is the blessing. There's someone in a Christ saying, please, I want to come and play keyboard for you. The guy who came to play the keyboard, he plays of prophet Ajiman Prempe. Junior, the one who came with his laptop, he plays for prophet. I was thinking it was Gideon Dan, so it was it is Prophet Ajiman Prempe. His main keyboardist. Hey. <laughs> and he didn't even take me one CD. Then this person is saying, Oh man of God, we are coming. We will come and take photo pictures. We will come and do this. I mean, half of my media team were pastors. Who are not my sons? Then another person, hey, you think you have helpers? I am blessed. Don't just say I have help. I'm blessed. If you don't understand that in there, you will be there and think that, oh, you know, all these rich people is because they have money. It's not money they have, it's a blessing they have. It's a blessing. I said it is what? It's a blessing. It's a blessing. And that is what you need because it is that thing that will affect your children, your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren. A blessing, not hard work. Are you here or you are, you are angry? Are you getting it? Are you understanding it? It is the blessing that will spice up your hard work. It is the blessing that will spice up your wisdom. It is the blessing that will spice up your strategies. Because you can have strategies that will not work. Because while you have, have you seen that? You must understand that this world is spiritual. While you have all the wisdom and the strategies, demons are also behind the scene destroying your works. But when the blessing is there, the strategies will work because the blessing will prevent demonic operation from stopping the thing. I mean, even two days, a day before TG it rained. Are you aware of it? But for three days, it didn't rain. Three full days, not throw, not cope. Three days. You think it's normal? It rained from July into August. Every day it was raining. The day before TGG, it rained. The next day, the day we had TG didn't rain. The next day it didn't rain. The next day it didn't rain. After we finished, it started raining again. You think it is normal? Who stop who stops the heaven for a man? And during that time, other people were having conferences. So, Master, go for the blessing and stop noise. Stop noise. Go for the blessing of God. I said what? I said go for the blessing of God and stop noise. Stop lying. Stop noise. If you are not blessed, you know. If you are not blessed, you know. When I'm chatting with pastors, I tell them. When I'm chatting with men of God, I tell them, hey, some of you think you have to preach more. You have so that people will come in. You have to do. I said, no, look, this thing is spiritual. People don't, look, people are not fools, oh. I'm on phone, Jimmy, yo. Obi in safety and fam, Why not Jimmy, sir? Obi, Jimmy. Do you think somebody is stupid to build a house and give to you? When in fear, war. I mean, even you cry, you cry, for no. A single room cry, no. You know how expensive it is to rent. But these slave queens that are going around, 
People are giving them houses because they are possessed. There are demons following them. And the demons talk to the people. Are you following what I'm saying? The demons talk to the people. Anytime they bounce their eyes on them, they say, hi, I want to give her my car. After they give their car and they get on, they don't know why they gave the car. Sister, be anointed though. Be anointed and stop. Hey, it is the hairstyle. It is the shoe. It is the dress. Be anointed or be possessed. But the anointing is better. Am I preaching? Am I helping you? It is the anointing. When I was in college, I was treated like a prince. I was treated like a prince. Angie, you are here, right? Every day, Angie is here. She bought me water every day. Every day. And at that time, she was not my daughter. She was just my classmate. She bought me water every day. And the day she didn't buy me water, she had to send me a message and apologize. Who does that? Mimi ton suwa mao. No me samba be power just man ton suwa mao. E nyamishira. Every day, a time came in, I had boxes of water, boxes that I had to, I, I would call people, Larry Sinekwa said, carry this, go and give it to this lecturer, carry this, go and give it to this person, boxes, and in my hall, I said, if you want water, just take it and drink, boxes, they were packed like this, boxes, and I never asked for if any one of them, people just, you'll be there, someone will come, prophet, I just bought you this. Prophet, I just bought you this. Prophet, I just bought you. At the same time, there were pastors and men of God on campus. And I was not holding a single position. I wasn't chaplain. I wasn't any whatever press. I was just a normal Christian walking on campus. When they were preparing for SRC week, they, they, they said, one lecture said, this man must be your, your chairman. If not, it will collapse. It won't work. They came and begged me. They said, please. They came to, they said, please, we want you to be the chairman. I was chatting with Edgar just yesterday. How they gave us a bungalow to live in. You were there. You, did you come to my bungalow? A bungalow. When lecturers were looking for bungalows, they were living outside. They had given it to us. A bungalow. Do you give a college student, you are in college, right? Do you think they will give a bungalow to a student? Now, where are you? A bungalow. When I enter the vice principal's office and he has other meetings, he tells them to go out. When a student enters the vice, he tells them to go out. I'm coming. I mean, what to make a vice principal say, Mike, I want us to walk on campus. I want them to see that I also know you. I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about good English. Because this man has never heard me preach before. Never heard me preach. Never. Never heard me preach. Never heard me preach. Never heard me preach. Hey? Why do you say you have to do some things for people to see? I need, you know, I need to sing in a certain way. So that, hey, they will see you, they will hear you speak. And they say, this man, God has sent me two years ago at a vision. And in the vision, the Lord spoke to me that there's a woman. Her name is this. And you are going to meet her in 2021. 
And when you meet that lady, I want you to take care of her and help her. Am I talking to someone in this place? The blessing of God is coming upon your life. And it will compel uncommon results to come. Receive it now. You think it's money. You think, you know, I need to have more money. It's not money, brother. I need, you know, I need to have more connections. It's not connections, brother. I know, I need to have all of this. I said it's not that. I said it's the blessing of God. It's the blessing of God. It is the blessing of God. It is the blessing of God. It is the blessing of God. The blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Do you want the blessing? Do you want the blessing? The blessing. The blessing. I want more blessing. I want more what? And I keep telling everyone, I keep telling people, eh, there are some people, when I meet, anytime I see them, I feel like I owe them. I'm saying it here. Yesterday when I was in a car and I was coming back from the, I, I, I know I, I lighted rather, when I alighted from, and I got down, somebody came to me and I felt like I owned, I owed them, maybe Omoka. And I knew they were blessed. When you meet a blessed man, you feel like you own them. You own them. You feel like, there is something I'm not doing for him. I have to do more. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Lift your hands and cry to God for a blessing. Cry to God for a blessing. I said it is not hard work. It is a blessing. I know people have sold water, water in ice chairs and built a house. I know I met a man, he pushes tr tr um, um, truck in markets. In market, in Kedjetia. And he has built a house. Someone is a teacher, he has not built a house. Only say a, a salary. I need more salary. I need more money. You are a joke. You are talking about a blessing, you are talking about money. Speak to God. A blessing. 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 Lindo suga. Mandi zuda. Lindo zupa. Balazuke. Rito zonga. Mandi la sandaya. Labala sadaya. Lebanwa sandaya. Recoba. A blessing. Rebede, 
First Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. Give us First Chronicles 4 9. First Chronicles 4 9. Alex, you need a blessing. Okay? Those favors you are having, it's not because you are special. And I'm not even sure you're a first class today. Are you a first class today? It's a blessing. The more you have it, the more you have more. Do you think that somebody will just graduate from school, get a job, and later say that I've quit? Huh? I've quit. You are in trouble. Hey. Me, I know preachers who have quit their jobs and they are, they are crying. Me, I'm even happy I quit. It has made me more richer. Because let me tell you something. Eh? Before I went to college, I was rich. I had more money. When I went to college, came down. If I were to be teaching, I would have been poor. Because I won't get more time to spend with God. I won't get more time to be a blessing to people. I chose that, Lord, I choose your way. It's your way I want. A lot of us, the reason we are not experiencing the blessing of God is because we are selfish. We want it for ourselves. You can be lifting your hands and be praying, Lord, because you want a car so that you too you prove to, to people that you too you are not a failure in life because you also have a car. But with a genuine heart, eh? brother, the blessing of God is what will distinguish you from your whole family. I'm telling you, it's not school. It's not school. It's not um what? What else? Somebody is here. Someone is about to hand a house to you. Are you receiving it? The way, the way you are receiving it is it's some way. Shout a bigger amen. Somebody is about to walk up to you and say, "Which school do you attend?" I said, "Oh yeah." He said, "I'm going to pay for your school fees till you are tired. Receive scholarship. Receive scholarship." accept your proposal. Hey, are you not receiving it? Receive the blessing. From today, wherever you step, doors will open. Doors will open. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren and his mother called him Jabez saying because I bear him in sorrow. Next verse. His name was Jabez which means sorrow. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me. He said, Oh, that thou, oh, that, give us another version, a better, a simple version. Jabez said, Oh, God, bless me. Somebody said, God, bless me. Say, Oh, Lord. Say, My father, my maker. My father, my maker. As I begin to pray, 
and I clap my hands. Let a blessing. Let a blessing release upon my life. Release upon my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands and pray. Clap your hands and pray.
I did what? I pray. He said that if you ask, he said you will receive. He said you ask, you what? Believe that this morning you are receiving a blessing. You are receiving a blessing. You are receiving the blessing of the Lord. Another way you receive a blessing is through your obedience to kingdom assignments. Your obedience to kingdom assignment. God told Abraham, leave your father's house. That's a kingdom assignment. When I was in Sunyani, God told me, leave Brekum. I built a ministry that, I mean, ah, a ministry that every time we had a conference, we had a meeting, we in our hundreds. God said, leave Brekum. <laughs> he said, leave what? If not because God said, I wouldn't have left. And I left. He said, come to Sunyane. And I will show you. As soon as I decided I was coming to Sunyane, God gave us this place. God gave us where? This place. And now in two years, God has blessed us with two properties. Do you think it is, it is not a blessing? It's a blessing. When you obey, God is saying, leave this place. I want you to become a part of this ministry. It's a kingdom, it's a kingdom assignment. I think one day Philip was there and God told him that he should come and become a part of this ministry. It's not true. Yeah. And one day he will, he will testify of it. One day he will testify of it. And there are some people, God is speaking to them, become a part of this place. A kingdom is when you obey. Isaiah 119. He said, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. There has been time God spoke to me and said, Micah, empty your accounts and give it to this person. Empty your pocket and give it. And I said, okay. I said, what can you do? And I did it. I didn't get money. But it's the reason all these blessings are what? Are there. Are you with me? And I keep telling you, when you give money, you won't get money. You will get a blessing. Are you following what I'm saying? Especially if it's based on a good heart. God, he said God loves a cheerful giver. We have a first fruit Sunday. God loves a cheerful giver. A lot of people are not cheerful when they are giving. They rather mama they are considering, where is my next money coming from? Where is my next help coming from? already. Let's bring it in front. I said the second one is what? Obeying kingdom instruction. The third one is giving your tithe. Giving your tithe. Malachi 3 verse 10. And I will open the windows of heaven and pour down a blessing. Is it there? Tithe giving provokes the blessing. 
He said, and I'll pour down a blessing. Tithe is a blessing. A blessing. If you are in this church and you don't give your tithe, you are a suspect. I'm telling you, certain blessings will never come in your life. You can use this one. Are you following me? The type. Another one is called giving to the prophets. Giving to the prophets. Give it to what? Give it to what? The prophets. You can take it. You can throw it away. You can disbelieve it. You can doubt it. That there is a blessing in giving to a prophet. I'm telling you this. Are you following me? There's what? Decide that every now and then you will give your seed to me, not to the church. What you give to the church, you don't give to me. Because you are, if you don't give, you are the one who loses. Oh. Whether I like it or not, people will do it. And those outsiders will receive their blessing. They will keep getting blessed when the insiders are still struggling. Are you listening to me? Give it to what? The prophet. Give it to a man of God. Giving the fourth one, the fifth one is giving to support kingdom assignments. And I want you to know that. Eh? Like, oh, we are doing a project. We are building this. Now you see that we have to, we are paying for this property. We have started paying it all. So please, when you are giving your money, don't be giving two cities and all of that. We have started paying it. Amen. By next week or next two weeks before the AFM week, you will come and find new speakers in this place. New speakers. I said new speakers. I've gotten some. I'll send it to you. They are active. New speakers. And we are buying it all. We are what? Giving to support kingdom business provokes a kind of blessing. That's why people who understand giving and they keep giving, they keep receiving. They keep advancing in life. They keep receiving a blessing. And those who are stingy and always complain, watch them. Some broken life. Some broken life. Listen, it's not the money you give, it's the understanding of the giving. They are not what? The understanding. The understanding behind the thing you do. It's what provokes the blessing. It's not the money you give. If you don't have an understanding, please keep your money. It's better to go used to buy pizza and something. It is the understanding that this is where the blessing is. Do you understand? I've taught you the blessing. Now I'm teaching you how to receive the blessing. Do you understand? Are you here or you have gone home? The blessing, the final time I want to tell you about sound health. The blessing of sound health is in the communion. The communion. I, let's make a line. In our church, we, we all take communion. So, if, Unless maybe you, you have your own personal reason. 
you don't take communion, but in church everybody takes communion. That's how Jesus wanted it to be. So that's how we are doing. So please, you can start coming for your communion and your, your bread. Come for your communion and your bread. Just come for it. Take one and go. communion is not just a sacrament that we take just on and because we feel like doing it. Are you following me? It is a divine ordination to keep Christians from falling sick. Give us 1 Corinthians 11 verse 24 downwards. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Okay. We project fast. Have you seen it? And when he had, and when it had been broken with an act of praise. So the only time they even gave praise, they praised God and even sang praises there is when they were taking the communion, not even when they were about to preach. This is the only time in Jesus' ministry it is said that they praised God. When they take communion, because of the power of it. He said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in memory of me. We are doing it in memory of Christ. Let's go, next verse. I want to talk about the sound health. In the same way, with the cup, after the meal, he said, this is the new testament of my blood. Do this, when, do this whenever you take it, in memory of me. Next verse. For whenever you take the bread and the cup, you give witness to the Lord's death. You become a witness. Are you with me? Anytime you take communion, you are witness. Say, yes, Till when? Till when? Till he comes. Next verse. Look at it. If then anyone takes the bread of the cup of the Lord in the wrong spirit. Do you understand? That's the real translation of in the wrong spirit means, and as a way there, cook, no, no, okay. In the wrong spirit, in the wrong spirit, you have, you have a certain bad idea about the communion. He said, he will be responsible for the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus. Next verse. But let no man take of the bread and the cup 
without testing himself. Testing himself because of the wrong spirits. Because there is power in the communion. So Paul is saying that don't just there are people like that in church. They just communion. They say we are here Handkerchief, never for any napping boss in Irano. Sana, where yes, I quench all the mind, and I quench no say, Yea, they are kindly woo, Cosis or Beba. Now, quench no sign no say, This thing will keep us healthy no matter your sickness. And this morning, this thing I'm doing is taking away arthritis, hepatitis, diabetes, whatever from your bloodstream. This thing, this thing we are doing. Let's go. For a man puts himself in danger if he takes part in the holy meal without being conscious that it is the Lord's body. When he eats it and he doesn't doesn't have that consciousness, consciousness is guilty. He said, by his strife we are healed. Stripes no need. Strives now, you were healed of every form of disease. This is the strife. Church, this is the strife. Let's go. Now look at it. He said, because you don't know the power of this thing. I said, because for this cause, a number of you are feeble and ill. Feeble, just a weak. The next day you are sick. The next day your knee. The next day your, your stomach. The next day your this. He said, for this reason, number of you are feeble and ill. And a number of you are dead. He says that some of you even fell sick and you died because you didn't know that when you were in your hospital bed, you shouldn't ask, have asked for para. You should have asked for a holy communion. You should have asked for what? A holy communion. sickness ever comes around, me is a joke. I will take so bolo and bread. I will bless the bread, bless out sickness, my body. You don't have. Do you see there? Is it your Bible? Okay. Full stop. Church. Bible no can say a Jamaya Bonino. Some Bible now so they can say move because we need to to me away. If you believe that a Jamaya Bonia you must also believe that the scripture is saying that this communion is meant to prevent you from dying premature death. This communion is meant to prevent you from being a sickling. Do you believe it? If you believe that hell is real, scripture, Bible, now I say hell, will hold on. So our Bible now should say, I said that communion, you are not permitted to be sick. Am I helping your mindset? Am I helping your mind? Are you here, you are, you are, you are thinking about sin? Master, me, I after this, I won't pray for anyone again. Oh. You'll be there. And think that, oh, after here, I'll see prophet and prophet will pray for me. I'm, this, is, this is divine direction from Jesus Christ himself, not from prophet Micah, from Jesus Christ himself. Now, are you ready to take divine direction? Eat your bread and drink your wine.
Ah, lift your hands, lift your hands. Please take these things from here. Take them from there. Lift your hands. Clap your hands for Jesus. Now, keep clapping your hands for Jesus. Add a shout to it.